And so, Jesus, thank you so much for the breath you give us, for the heart that's beating in our chest right now that we can't control. You deserve every single word of praise we could give you. And so we offer that to you this evening. In your name, Jesus, amen. Can we give it up for Josh? Thank you, Josh. That was fantastic. Um, so, hey, my name is John Smart. I'm one of the pastors here at church. I lead this young adult ministry for our leadership team. And um, if we haven't met, I would love to get, you, get to know you, see your name in the uh, foyer afterwards. Pay no attention to the people bringing in furniture behind me. Um, let me just say this real quick. We, uh, we're a community that's passionate about following Jesus, but we want to follow Jesus together. It is hard enough to be a young adult in 2022, let, to to, let alone trying to do that faithfully in following Jesus. That's what this is all about. We want to talk about real topics. We want to talk about issues that young adults face, and uh, we want to have a great time doing it. And so tonight, we, um, that's a little crooked cam. You're going to need to fix that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't send anything. I'm sorry. Um, we have this summer been in a series on relationships. We've talked about what to look for in someone to date, how to be the type of person to date. We've talked about, man, red flags that show up in relationships. But tonight we are going to close it out with a Q&A. And so we took a bunch of questions via our Instagram. Thank you so much for those who participated in that. There was a ton of great questions. Um, we're not going to be able to get to all of them, though I wish we could. But um, we're going to ask those questions to none other than our lead pastor, Sammy Foster, his incredible wife, Ruth. And so if you guys would come on up. It's a long walk up here, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> well, you started all the way from the back. <laughs> I know, like, da-na-na-na. Good to see you. <laughs> Here's your mic. This is for you. There we go. See, you asked for it. There you go. Okay, next question. You've got one on the inside. There you go. Check, check. Check, check. There we go. Got a lot what of are water you up here. Right there? Oh, nice. Not a sponsor. College and water. There you go. There's your first tip. <laughs> yeah. So let me start. First off, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to my church. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let me just start. How did you guys meet? What's sort of your relationship story? Oh. Tell them, hon. <laughs> Tell them. That wasn't an Instagram question, but yeah. I feel like that's good to set the stage. Um, man, I should have brought that picture. They have the perfect picture. So we met literally at a Burger King birthday party. Wow. Yeah. And crowns we, and everything. Crowns, crowns. Crowns. Paper crowns. Literally when they had like birthday parties at fast food restaurants, like it was a thing. Yeah. They still it's, have those, right? No. Has oh, no? anyone here had a birthday party at a fast food restaurant? Yeah. Just calm? Okay. Okay. Amen. All right. All right. That makes That's sense. still going. We're you may that meet your, you know. Your significant other there. there you How know. old was that? Was the BK? We were six years old. Yeah. Nice. So Ruth and I have been dating all the way from, from, from camp. We started dating when we were both 11 years old. That's when it really got hot and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were both around 11. Ruth and I played basketball together. She no, didn't you, have no... You were, you were playing basketball, and I, I wanted you to pay more attention that's to That's right, that's right, and yeah. And stop playing basketball and come and talk That's talk right, and yeah. so we broke up. We broke up, literally. <laughs> yeah. We broke well, up. You had a whole career ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. 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 High maintenance right here. Yeah. Yeah. It was High about a two-hour relationship. <laughs> we were in the thick of it, and we decided <laughs> we don't see any future. And so uh, <laughs> we broke lock, and uh, oh my goodness. 
But then the Lord brought us back together, didn't he? Yeah. He did. He, Basketball he did. thing didn't work out. <laughs> <I know>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you realized you needed me more than basketball. That's so right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so we truly have been. We grew up in church. So the yep. church that planted Lighthouse Church, Severn Covenant Church, was the church that we both grew up in. We've known yep. one another since we were, yeah. I mean. Well, since we were Burger King. Since, since at Burger King. Since yeah. That's right. And so from there, we've been off and on um, until we got married 22 years ago. 22 mm. years there ago, you go. girl. <laughs> yep, that's where it all happened. Awesome. So I'm just going to get right to it. We had a bunch of questions via Instagram. Okay. Some were great, some were weird. Um, give us the weird ones. Let's what was the weird one? I like the weird ones. Yeah? Yeah, uh, yes, we'll I do. Some of them yes. too. Um, here is, here's the first one. Ready? Okay. How do you know if you're ready to date, if you either haven't dated anyone before or if you just had a really hard breakup? Huh. How do you know when you're ready to start dating? Again? You want that one? Yeah, let me take yeah. that. Um, okay. Because I had a really hard breakup a basketball with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> wasn't at church camp. But honestly, in all seriousness, um, we had a crazy relationship, and we went through a ton of ups and downs, and you know his testimony, addiction, we partied together, mm. partied hard together, you know, and then met Jesus together That's again. Right. Wow. Um, and so when we met Jesus together, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, it's on. Like, love of my life. Um, I thought we were tracking and then he goes to Bible college and says, and, and literally, I mean, I still remember it. Go easy, honey. Go <laughs> easy. <laughs> Just going to be a therapy what session. What do you do, it's Ruth? Fine. What do you do? It's fine. Um, <laughs> Don't hurt me. But, but um, you know, he dumped me. Mm. I don't even know how to mm. ease that. Like, Everybody say boo. I, I, Could have said like, I literally... <laughs> Um, and so, I, but it was, it was totally the Lord. Like, I, I mean, um, so, you so can I, can I pause you real quick? Cause I feel like that's a, I, no, I want you to totally finish that, but I, <laughs> I do feel like, like that's a, a wonderful jump off for mm -hmm. a little, little sidebar, little, little side sermon. There you go. Side sermon. Side sermon, side sermon yes. spot. Um, I if like I was it. standing right there. Make the, the reason that, number one, I'm, I'm truly, we are honored to, to be here and invest in and speak to is because, is because, do note, there is a complexity added to relationships when you add spirituality to it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is that when, when there are immature people involved in relationships mixed with spirituality, they can use their spirituality or their walk with Jesus to manipulate wow. for their own selfish gain. Man. The is reason I bring that, that up is, is that's that precisely what I did. <laughs> I was going to say, is that what you did? So this whole line, so we lose, hey, it's not you, it's me. Oh, what we do in Christian circles is we say, we really believe Jesus is leading us in a different direction. Yeah. Right. Or we'll say something like, you know, right now I think I just need to save myself solely from my walk with the Lord. I need to date you know? the Lord and what for that a minute. Say that again. I need to date the Lord for a I minute. Need to, yeah, 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 yeah. The women will say, he needs to be my only husband right now, which is totally weird. And men will use other, other, other Christianese. All that to say, you got to be really careful and really keen to not manipulating your spirituality for your own selfish gain, as some are prone to do in and among the church, in and among Christendom, especially when you get to Bible college. 
because I got to Bible college and I thought, wait a minute, um, I, I want to be free right now. You wanted to date other people. Let's just be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say that. No, I did. I you did. didn't I have to say that. In the room here. Yes. No, but all that to say, even if that's the case, I mean, look how much he's grown. He's incredible. <laughs> I got the best guy right here. But in the moment, and I just want to speak to the ladies in the house, if that's you, if you did get dumped and you're heartbroken, and, and where I was, I was absolutely heartbroken. And I just saw, like, my future just mm. gone. Wow. And um, headed straight to my pastor's litter office the next day, and I was just poured out my heart, brokenhearted, but honestly, it was the best thing that God used in my life, because I just jumped into God's word, Mm. and into my relationship with Mm. God like never before. I was like, you know what, Lauren, it's me and you, and you want, it it was just, I needed to put God first, and trust him, Um, before I really was ready for a relationship and marriage. Because if I was to be honest and looking back, Paul was my everything Mm. um, at that time. And my hope, even rivaling Jesus and my relationship with the Lord, I would have compromised. I would have done anything. I would have fill in the blanks. And God knew that I wasn't ready. Mm. And so he needed to become first and 100% in my life before I was ready for this guy to come groveling back, which he did. He did. <laughs> That's very true. I would, I would, I would say that in, in, in summary, I think one of the clearest telltales of uh, are you ready to date mm-hmm. is you must be honest with yourself when it comes to are you codependent. Mm-hmm. And so really, you know that you're, you, and my father always used to say, uh, the healthiest relationships are not two people that need one another, but are two people that choose to be with one another. And so that that what that is devoid of is a dependency. Ruth is is not dependent on me and any longer. Um, I am not her be all end all. That is that's Jesus. Neither is Ruth that in in my life. We love one another. We lay down our life for one another. We 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 champion one another. But but I think that comes out of our dependency on Jesus not one another. Totally. And how I knew I was ready and how he was ready is, I mean, I avoided him at all costs. We went to the same church. He was, you know, in Bible college, but like I would just go to the first service or second or whatever service I knew he was going to not be there. <laughs> that's where I would attend just because. But I was a good hunter. I know, but, <laughs> yeah. and, and he yes, mixed it so up every now and like down. on the hunt. <laughs> But I just knew, and the best advice that one of my best friends gave me was, Ruth, you do not want Paul until God gives him back to you on a silver platter. Mm. Like, until he, it is like he seeks you, and you Mm. know I've given him to him. I didn't want to try and be in his, like, his eye path, be at a party he was at, you know, to try and call to, like, for me, pushing something. Yeah. So all that to say, like, you want God to um, pave the way in your relationship and give you that man mm. when you've come out of a bad relationship. Or where, that lady. Or that lady that yeah. um, it's like God's just opened the door for it. Amen. That's and prop, that's so good and so true. I would say the only thing maybe just to tell if you're in that place, would you say is the people around you that love you and love Jesus, you could yeah. probably ask 
hey, do you think I'm ready? Like, do you feel, am I? Because they probably have a pretty good bead if you still are codependent. There still is that, man, I need somebody. And right. so you haven't matured quite to that. That might just give a little yeah. objectivity, yeah. too. Yeah, unless you're surrounded by people that are scoring themselves. And then they don't want you to be ready because they're not ready. <laughs> so they're trying to hold you down. That's on the real. Let's go. <laughs> and by the way, the Bible college uh, weird thing is 100% true. Mary and I broke up for a year because of that, because Bible college makes you weird. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Still working on that. Um, okay. Uh, you try to figure out if a guy or a girl wrote this one in. Ready? Okay. Why do men have such a fear of commitment? <laughs> what should you do if you're dating someone who won't commit? What if you are that person? <laughs> I would say there's so much wisdom in the Beyonce song, you know? You like put a, ring, it, on put it? a yeah. ring on it, and it right there, done. <laughs> no, I would say to that, um, one, of the, one of the clearest things to look for when it comes to men that won't commit, commit is, is whether or not that indecision is in that one sector of a relationship commitment or is the indecision a pattern through all of, of their decision making. So let me just say this to the ladies. When it comes to men that have a real bout with indecision, you want to hold fire. You want to hold off as, as, as long as you possibly can until you see someone that can make decisions, can be definitive, can be clear, knows what they want, or at least is willing to step out in faith and make a mark, you know, call the ball, things like that. One of the reasons men don't make, are, are, are indecisive when it comes to commitment is, is because we're just prone to hedge our bets and we don't like to get blocked in. All right, that's not the guy you want. You want a guy that knows what he wants, is willing to step out, make himself vulnerable, call the ball, and really lead from that place. Not from trying to, you know, Scripture says hell and destruction are never full and the eyes of man are never satisfied. So when you find a guy that's like, he's loving you, but at the same time, he's somewhat guarded, hedging his bets, not willing to make a decision, I say cut bait. I'm just being straight. Cut bait. And, and find somebody that's willing, willing, because if that pattern is now, that pattern isn't satisfied when you get married. Wow. So you don't want that, if you, if you see that, wouldn't you agree? Red flag. Red flag. Right, dead, yeah. giveaway. dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead, dead giveaway. <laughs> and you guys obviously aren't talking red flag, about. Red flag, yeah, let's red flag, flag oh, that. There we go. <laughs> and obviously you guys aren't talking about getting married at the first date at Burger King. You're saying, if there's not a willingness right. to progressively commit. No, we are. Right. Okay. We are. First date, you first should know. <laughs> first date. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. But yeah. what you're looking no. for is a willingness to progressively Absolutely. commit as the relationship grows. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, like if, if every, at every stage there's yeah. just not, you know, a commitment and a growth in the relationship, I would say. Yeah. Red yep. flag. Red, Red flag. flag. You know, there's a book, I would recommend this book to any young adult. It's called The Second Mountain by David Brooks. Mm. Um, he wrote an incredible book called The Road to Character. It was a national bestseller. Then he got saved, and he wrote this book called The Road to Character, The Second Mountain. And in that, he sort of talks about what a life of purpose looks like. And one of the things he describes is how modern society, what makes it so hard to commit, not just for guys, but for anybody in modern society, is that we've been sold the idea that freedom is an end in and of itself. Right. That freedom is the ultimate good. 
The point that he makes, and he's got a whole TED talk where he works through this if you're not a reader, but what he says is freedom should be used for something that matters. Freedom should be used to pursue a life of purpose. Freedom should be used to pursue committed relationships, whether Good. that's dating or family or friendship or pouring yourself into a community. And so part of that non-commitment is, no, I gotta stay free. Totally. Freedom is like money. You should use it for things. Amen. Like if you have a million dollars in the bank, live in a cardboard box, it doesn't mean anything. Absolutely. So I feel like that's sort of societal across the board, why commitment is such a, a yeah. knee-jerk fear. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, for sure. Or over-commitment. Just wanting to jump right into it. Oh, yeah. Like over-under. You got to be careful <laughs> with that. You got to be in the <laughs> sweet spot of commitment. Um, how should you resolve... A lot resolve of inside jokes here that nobody... Okay, let's... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Who's laughing over there? Please stop. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> how should you resolve conflict in dating? Uh, I would say this. How one resolves conflict in dating is indicative of how they're going to resolve conflict when you're married. So if we're looking at relationship through the lens of we're going to grow in commitment and that what we're going to steward now is going to lead to something more permanent later, as we should look at relationship, rather than just, you know, bouncing in and out. And so I'm an advocate for courting. I'm also an advocate for intentional, intentional dating. Could so you describe what courting is? Just the difference between courting and dating? Yeah, courting would, would mean the, the big indicative of courting to me is that one guards their heart with a greater degree of intentionality. Not so much courting in the description of a Joshua Harris who, you know, wrote the book I Kiss Dating Goodbye that really got a little weird. Um, courting would be to look at yourself as a son, daughter, of the Most High God, making sure that you guard your decisions with an intentionality. Why? Because you want to save your best for the best. And so courting has an ideology around it that says, wait a minute, um, I'm going to preserve everything through the lens of a biblical worldview so that I can lead a life of blessing. That said, when it comes to relationships, precursory of, of marriage, you want to look at patterns rather than just potential. I, I, I know you've all heard that, and I don't, I don't intend for that to be cliche. But you want to look at patterns as to how people, either how you're treated in, in good times and even in really stressful times. You want to look at patterns when it comes to how does people, how does the significant other deal with conflict, strife, disagreement, tension, and the like. If there is, if there is a wrongful dealing with it, anger, outburst, you know, abusive words, things like that. But then it's followed up with ready, hey, please forgive me, I'm sorry, didn't mean that, you know, I got carried away. You want to look at how people handle conflict because it's only going to get exaggerated after you're married. Yeah. Once the guards are dropped, once there's a, uh, you know, a comfort level, once there's the proclivity to take one another for granted, conflict resolution is so key. So to answer the question, how does one deal with conflict in, in the season of dating um, with a lot of intentionality. That's not a giveaway. That's not just, oh, that's how they do when they get upset. Uh-uh. There should be a biblical resolve to conflict. That's why you should have people, mentors, um, uh, counselors, coaches, of which Ruth and I, 22 years married, we still have marriage, a marriage coach. 
we, we see them every other week, and they speak into our life. We, we, we disclose, hey, here was a conflict that we had. Here's how we handled it. Here was the sin involved. Here's, it, it, you know, reprove us, rebuke us, coach us. But conflict resolution right now should be weighed in from outside voices, and it should be looked at very intentionally so that in the midst of conflict, which is inevitable. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, um, conflict, it, it can just get a bad rap. Nobody really loves conflict or when you have an issue or a problem. But it really could be the catalyst in growing closer together yeah. if it is wielded rightly. That's right. You know, it's it good. really can where it's like, wow, I'm so, you know, misunderstandings are going to happen. But if you have somebody who, you know, flips out, freaks out or, or whatever in the time that you're dating, uh, like, yeah, red flag, you know, because another red flag, another Let's red get flag. Let's get them up. Let's get them up. Wave them high. <laughs> um, Besides, gotcha. Yeah. I, and I was going to say, John, like, um, I know you've given a lot of incredible words at young adults. Nice. Without a but doubt. Without a doubt. But <laughs> I would say that tonight is one of the most important mm. ones. Not because of me and Paul. Because but you're given the word. <laughs> no. Is that but why? Because this is, you know, when you guys are just seeking relationships and godly relationships, and you all are incredible for being here and yeah. seeking and, and wanting to hear what God has to say um, about your li lives and relationships. And your relationship with your significant other is the most, is going to be the most important relationship that shapes you right. and shapes your family. Yep. So choose wisely. Amen. Yeah. Choose wisely. And so, you know, all of these are great, especially, you know, the, the conflict. Um, I think conflict can be really good if you have, like Paul said, just a system and a way and a godly, you know, um, plan on how to manage it. Who yeah. am I? Who am I looking at? <laughs> Choose. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a theme that we're seeing is to find a mentor, and mentor is such a like a intense word, kind of yeah. like yeah. you could spook people if you're like, will you be our mentor? Like yeah. they're like, I don't know if I got time for that. Like yeah. really, you want someone I can ask a few questions every now and then. So if there's someone you're you're thinking about, man, I, I really want to glean from them. You'd say, hey, could we meet for half an hour? I have a few questions. Let, them s let me send those in advance. Totally. See if that works before we're like, hey, will you mentor me for the rest of my life, please? Like, yeah. that might scare people. But that's how you find mentors totally. and find what works so that you can have that more mature, seasoned, objective advice. So, like, Ruth and I asked our mentors, how do you rightfully, you know, handle conflict? I mean, the handles that we were given were the most practical, you know, of course they had a biblical basis to them, but they were like practical in that. So it takes into consider con consideration context and personality. I'm a very bombastic person. So, so bombastic means, so I like to raise my voice. I like to get really intense. I like to, I like to articulate, here's why. You hear me over there, brother? I, Ver I like verbal to, you know, <laughs> verbal I wanna, processor. I'm a verbal <laughs> So I, I'm thinking out loud, real time. I, and, and I want to I wanna show you clearly why I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> and I go to great lengths to do so. <laughs> Ruth, at the same time, is exactly like me. Wow. So she's bombastic. She likes to articulate. And so 
we've had a many times of intense fellowship <laughs> of where it has gotten heated quick. So then we went to our counselors and we're like, how do we deal with this? Because we're both this type person. So he, 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 he ascribed us to the, the measure, what was called zipping, unzipping. That sounds a little right. sketch. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little right, sketch. It's not sounds, sketch at all. So, so, yeah, so let me give some, let <laughs> yeah, me clarify that everything. for you. <laughs> right. I'll just have sex. Okay, <laughs> all right, that'll work. Um, no, zipping, unzipping means that... <laughs> He needs, he needs a flag. He needs a flag. Love flag it. on the flag. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so like, like what that means is, is you keep everything like, like buttoned up, clear, buttoned up meaning, um, <laughs> got to keep clarifying, <laughs> um, meaning like you just hold it in and then choose a time in the evening when, hey, either the kids are down or thing that you can say, hey, I really want to communicate my heart. I want to share. I want to. You've processed. Yeah. So Ruth really, Ruth and I both had to really, you know, ascribe to that, hold to that, that there's a certain time. We do not deal with conflict right as, as the issue happens. That's mm. not good for us. So we had to put in these practical measures to, to do things like that. We do what's, what, what's called like juice comp. Juice, John, I'm going I'm to give you a pearl right now, son. I'm going to give you. juice what? <laughs> it's called juice cupping, meaning... Oh, these, the, uh, this is going to sound really weird. means <laughs> when Ruth has a gripe, it's like a juice cup, ex, like, portion, um, um, like a juice cup portion. You could maybe like a, yeah. a summary. Not a like summary of here's the issue. Okay. I'm only going to give you a juice cup. And then you tell me back, what did you hear? Why? Because what we're prone to do is I want to talk for 45 straight minutes <laughs> telling you everything that was done wrong, all how I feel, on and on and on. By the time you're done working through 45 minutes of complaint, the other person is like, screw it. You win. I'm done. I'll do whatever it takes to make it go away. And then you never really get to the issue. So if you do bite-sized complaints that can process, here's what I heard you say, Here's what I want to own. Here's what I want to repent for. Back and forth. By the time you zip it all back up, you got this thing nice and buttoned up. <laughs> that, that was worth tonight just in and of itself. Juice cups, you, zipping you just, and unzipping. You just let that percolate. Everybody's I like, I am way more confused right <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, so meaning conflict resolution has very practical handles yeah, to it. Based on your personality. Because Mary and I, I'm like you guys. Like I... I remember one of the first big fights Mary and I had. I, it was like a sermon. Like, my thing was like, here's the problem. Here's three reasons why you're, why you're wrong. Uh, here's the conclusion. Let's pray out. <laughs> Do an altar call. Uh, yeah, I see that hand. It's Take just Mary up an and her hand is not up. Yeah. <laughs> and I finished. It was like a long speech about what the problem was. And I said, what do you think of that? And she said, I don't remember anything you said. <laughs> She was like, I blacked out like halfway through that. And she was serious. Like for us, it's, we have to have a, t a different approach. Yes. Because she's, you know, more of an introvert and all that. So, um, thank you. Very practical. <laughs> we might need to work on the branding for those tips, but the, the concept is really good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. Does it matter if the person I want to date has a weird family? How can I set boundaries? <laughs> totally. Totally. You want to take that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I would say that it it does. It does. It takes it. 
it takes some time contemplating <laughs> that. Um, I well, I will say, I mean, we both have awesome families. Mm-hmm. I ha- <laughs> 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 totally. Keep it zip. <laughs> Keep it zip. <laughs> zip it up. <laughs> you really love your mom, though. That was yeah. Um, no, um, I have a crazy dad. I'll just say that. So, you know, I'll, you know, so you had to really, mm. I think, think through that, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, definitely. What are you thinking? Still thinking. <laughs> Still thinking through it. No, so, so Ruth, um, Ruth's family was, was, had a major, major dysfunction. Father was a felon, um, a horrible addict, um, uh, caused a lot of tumultuous, um, just really, really bad. Threatened me every time I came on the property. Um, he would uh, kick you off of my kick, property. Kick, yeah, yeah. kick me off the property. Meanwhile, he didn't even live there. Um, <laughs> just really strange <laughs> stuff. Oh, God, jurisdiction. Here. Yeah, <laughs> right? Had guns, things like that. So it wasn't like light fare, all right? So um, I really had to, you know, and obviously when you, when you marry someone, you're that invested, you, that, that, that comes as a package deal. So, yeah, to, to your question, it, does it matter that you, you're linked up to someone with a weird family? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does, especially when they have guns, all right? <laughs> uh, that's that's going to matter. So, so boundaries are really key. Being clear, being articulate, being able to, to, to you know, create defining lines and dividing lines, very much so. And so that is... And I say watching how that person um, deals with their their family if they they do like me have a crazy family like you know are they setting up boundaries with their family or you know are they making excuses you know for them mm-hmm. and having unhealthy boundaries and allowing unhealth you know in their relationship all, you know from the jump and so I would say, you know, I, I set really healthy, <laughs> healthy boundaries. Um, you did. And, and just, just having, alwe- I always just had an older woman, an older, like, life coach mentor that I went to to um, ask, you know, that, you know, God will just, you know, put someone in your life or to seek that person out to help you set those boundaries. But I would say it really matters. And, and watching how that person handles their family is huge as you move forward in your relationship. So by God's grace, when it came to Ruth's family, that was very weird in that season. Ruth was very assertive and very intentional to create those boundaries so as to communicate to me, hey, I don't just side with them. I really, I love you. I want to protect us. And so I'm going to create boundaries in that. I will say this, Ruth and I have counseled many a couples, pre-marriage, um, um, where we, we charge them, there needs to be uh, clear boundaries set. And it wasn't because one side of the family or the other was dysfunctional. Yeah. It was because, by all accounts of the one person, they said it's a really healthy, beautiful thing. The problem was, is you could tell that either he or she had a disaffinity towards her parents, her siblings, the, the, their proximity. They weren't willing to break lock. So, so, AKA, for lack of better terms, like, had major, major mama's boy issues, 
and we said to her, hey, you need to dive down in that and make sure that there's clear boundaries, because if not, this is going to bleed into your marriage. This is going to be majorly, majorly dysfunctional. Well, they weren't, they weren't willing to do that. Uh-uh. They didn't see anything wrong with being that close to mom. They didn't see anything wrong with being at their parents' house that often, like every night of the week. And so, so that came to an issue, well, you, un, uh, as, as the old adage goes, love won out, and she went with him. Oh, and, and, and some of whom, whom we counseled, they're divorced because of it, because there was not boundaries. And some, even though they're not divorced, it's still dysfunctional to this day because those lines were never drawn. Y'all feel me on that? You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's a big, big deal. And so boundaries with families, whether you could easily categorize them as weird or they look by all accounts as really healthy, there's still got to be boundaries. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's not even necessarily like, oh, it's so dysfunctional, we need boundaries. Like, what's the old adage? High fences make good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Like, it's, good. you want to have the boundaries is so things can stay healthy if it is healthy. Totally. Because you're, if you're dating someone, engaged, getting married, you're on the trajectory to make your own family. That's right. So you have to go, what's best for this unit right. in relationship to that unit? We're not right. cutting everybody off, yeah. but this is a new thing that needs right. to be protected and right. nourished and cherished, right. which means yeah. it needs boundaries totally. to be healthy. And, and parents, you know, need to know that too. Yeah. You know, we were neighbors with my mom. Mm. And That's right. And my mom was so careful, mm. like, to she not was. just ever drop in or just to you know, have that respectful boundary. And so I think if you have these conversations up front about families, I think it's super, it just, you avoid conflict. But then if you hit the conflict, then you know about juice cup and the zipping and unzipping. Yeah, I mean, then you get all in. the, the cold trips. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, you guys got time for one more question? Sure. Yeah. You guys going anywhere tonight? Doing anything? Oh, we're going to dinner. Are you? Yeah. yeah. We're going to take Lucy out. Stand up, sweetheart. Come on. She this came is, here. This, is our, this is our sweet Lucia. She's getting, um, yeah, <laughs> Let's she's give it up for getting Lucia. relationship advice Called right now. Called out my mom and dad. Yeah. Good to she's have you She's already, us. I have to share this because she's going to love it, but <laughs> recently went to church camp. Watch out for church camp because oh. it's, it's the same. This, this guy was like over commitment. Okay. Gets to church camp, uh, Passion City. Daytona Beach, and this nice. guy, as she was leaving, was like, do you think you're the one God has for me? Oh, man. <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she screenshotted it, sent it to me. I was like, run. Run as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Overcome Unless he's Red related flag. to Red Louis flag. Giglio, and then yeah. you're like, maybe he right. is. He has lots of money. Let's talk about it. Let's not be hasty. <laughs> Let's not rush it. Let's everybody slow down on passing <laughs> yeah. judgment. Oh. But 14 years old. What'd you say, Sia? What did Sia say? She was like, um, why do you think that? I said about 40 total words to you all week. Wow. Ooh. It's <laughs> like, a good response. She really left Shut him impact. down. Shut Great him down. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards, uh, Lucia's going to be in the foyer giving relationship advice <laughs> if you have any questions. <laughs> all right, last one. Let me unlock my phone. Shouldn't you sleep with your significant other before marriage to make sure you're compatible? Mm, you said unzipping. That's for them, though. That's misleading, because you were talking about unzipping. Let's <laughs> <laughs> clarify You're a that. pervert. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Ruth and I, we 
when we were, were, were dating for um, reasons that I'm so grateful to Jesus for, that was our highest conviction. Yeah. And can I just tell you a testimony? Um, many of you know my testimony along with Ruth's testimony, chock full of addiction and sin and me being a prodigal and wayward um, through that whole season, through that whole season. For some reason, God, in his infinite wisdom and grace and yet his deep, deep conviction, he made that a non-negotiable. So, so imagine this, imagine this, just to put into very clear terms, Ruth and I, um, me more so, but I was a, a heroin addict, and yet I knew that was a no-fly zone. I feared wow. God so much in that regard because I knew that I sort of drug Ruth into my lifestyle to a degree, and I was so, in a way, I mourned that I did that, Yet in that one area, I thought there cannot be compromise here. Meanwhile, I compromised in every other facet of my life. So why that was there, I can only attribute that to the conviction of the Holy Spirit that would not let me go. As Charles Spurgeon called him, the hound of heaven. He would not let that area go. And because of it, I can honestly say, I look back, there is a blessing there is a blessing that our culture right now has totally tried to discount, undermine, and erode. There is a blessing for those that decide, and I'm not talking, hey, if you've messed up, it, it can't be redeemed. For those that get into a relationship and say, we're going to preserve this as a sacrifice unto the Lord so that we can receive the fullness of blessing that he has for us. I just want to say this. I cannot stress it enough. Do not think that that subtle compromise does not come without consequence. Sometimes it happens in tangible ways, sometimes in, in intangible ways. I just want to say to the question, should we determine, compatibility is not determined by sex. That's a, that's a farce. That's, a, that's, that's such a shallow mentality. Compatibility is, is, is largely defined by are you pulling on the same end of the rope? Do you feel like you're called to, to lay a life down for the cause of the gospel? And do you synergize with your personalities and some other facets? Sex will not determine that for no. you. Wow. It won't. Yeah. So keep that, preserve that, give that to God, mm -hmm. and watch the way he blesses you because of that. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I would just add, y sex would really be a distraction to that yeah you know i would say for a guy because like you know there's just such a pull in that direction mm. that um and it's a total lie like god wants you to cultivate passion for one in for one another your likes your dislikes having fun together like sex is such a distraction to that and i think the lie would be um if you love me like sex does not equal yeah. love Right. It's, it's a byproduct of love in the context of marriage, but it doesn't prove one's love. Yeah. And I think, to your point, um, you, we waited and we just, it was a no-fly zone for us. And because you really, you loved me so much, you wanted to protect me almost hmm. in a way um, mm -hmm. from that like keep that and I did. you know I, did. <laughs> I love you yeah very attractive to you right now but um <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> your burger queen <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> lucia we're gonna be back to pick you up later girl <laughs>
Uncle John and Aunt Mary are going to watch you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's getting off weird, honey. Okay, sorry. Bring it in. I just had to say that because I go. feel like that is a huge thing now. Like, yeah. if you love me, like, and the, 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 the girl feels like this guilt or, like, and you know, an ode. Or, it's just, it's so not true. It's so not true. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm. It's a lie and it's a distraction. Like, that comes when you find out how awesome that person is. And Amen. Yeah. So. Well said. That's so true. I feel like the idea of compatibility oh, yeah. can be such a myth. Like, totally. at, the, at the end of the day, any relationship takes work and mm-hmm. sacrifice, and that's what's love. Right. So the idea right. that, oh, you sleep together, and then you find out if you're compatible. Right. right. <laughs> what, makes, what makes a great sex life mm-hmm. is outside the bedroom, right. loving, serving, caring, like you getting right. on the same end of the rope yeah. to make sure we're unified, all that type of stuff. All that. Not just, oh yeah, we're compatible. Right. Totally. Like you said, that's yeah. so shallow and um, Yeah. It, how they love you, how they serve you, how they give to you, that is the attractive piece to the catalyst to to sex. Amen. And so it's just um till I don't believe it. Until I have There you have it. Yeah. She doesn't believe it. Um Real quick, one piece of advice you'd give anybody in the room, young adults, dating, engaged, single. All things relationship. All things relationship. Mm. This is just lightning round real quick. Go, and then I'll go. Let you go fire, to, fire. I'll let you go to dinner. Um, give them gold. One piece of advice. It's like so cheesy though. Try it, um, just try it. No, you go. No. I, I would, okay, I would just say, seek Jesus with everything you have mm. because and I, I'm sad to say it's cheesy but it's maybe it's cliche mm. because he loves you so much that before you were born he has he has he has that perfect person you don't have to go looking for that person like he he formed them and fashioned them to highlight the amazing things about you like, that's what a man of God is going to do in your life. He is just going to highlight the amazing parts about how God made you and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would only add to that by, by, I would piggyback right off of that and say, 22 years married, um, in the day and age in which we live, 2022 is so intense. And I commend every single person in this room. I just, I love you so much. I I, I think the world of the fact that you're leaned in wanting to know, how do I do this thing called life? How do I make sure that I follow Jesus? Or maybe you're here and you're just asking big, massive life and worldview questions and you're not really solidified on Jesus. This is what I would say. Everybody wants to define you. Everybody wants to categorize you. Everybody wants to pump information into you. Everybody wants to label you. Everybody, you fill in the blank. Here's what, here's what happens so often. There is this infinite, incredible, majestic, sovereign creator that designed you. He form fits you in your mother's womb. All things were being knit together. He knows, he knows how to deliver the best to you. The thing that happens in us so, so often right now is, is there's such a plight of impatience And that just comes with youth, and I totally get that. I would say, to your best ability, to harness patience and invest in you. 
in you. Meaning that you align yourself with the creator that loves you the most. That you understand how it is that he sees you, his promises over you, how he identifies you. You invest in you. I'm not saying that you got to do that solo. I'm saying that you can do that with somebody that's significant that you want to do life with for the rest of your life. All I'm saying is do not circumvent that by trying to find your health, your identity, your satisfaction, your be-all, end-all in another person. That will hurt you. And that will hurt other people. So if I had relationship advice, I would say, you do you for a minute. And you get real solidified in who you are in him. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be healthy enough to have a keen awareness of what's, what's worthwhile to you and really how you serve and you're worthwhile to that other person. Too many people are just mavericks and just jump into relationships thinking, we'll just figure it out as we go. There's enough to figure out. You're, you're, hear you me. You're, you're, there, there's, there's plenty to figure out. You don't want to try to figure out how to get healthy because you jumped into a, a relationship prematurely. Get healthy, then bring your best to the best. Does that make sense? Totally. No, not really? I'll answer okay. for well, Think <laughs> about that with the zip up, zip down. <laughs> It'll come later. But, but No, yeah. thank you so much, guys. I so appreciate you taking your date night with Lucia, yeah. apparently, and uh, coming in to share some. I think you gave us so much to think through, pray through. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Can we give it up for Sammy and Ruth, please?